0: I think you need to start off this conversation with a thought about what does extreme change do? Extreme change creates change. And when there's change, there's both threat and opportunity. Normally systems will tend towards a homeostasis, towards a status quo, towards uh, an equilibrium. And as soon as there is a crisis or some sort of system shock, everything starts to move in the system and gaps open wide open and those gaps are either filled with threats or with opportunities or both. In the context of extreme change, there is a requirement by leadership, by the entrepreneur to make many, many decisions very, very quickly with very little information. That combined with the magnitude of information coming through to the entrepreneur at the same time makes it very important that the entrepreneur is focusing on the right decisions so in this podcast i want to give our listeners a frame to control the decisions that they need to make and to ensure that the decisions that they make consider the future as well that they use this time to take advantage of the change and to protect themselves from imminent threat.
1: I'm Gareth Armstrong and you're listening to a Razor's Edge podcast. That's the voice of Alon Reyes, CEO of Reyes Corp, and during this series, Alon guides us towards the opportunities and also around the pitfalls that accompany moments of extreme change. After over 20 years of building businesses and supporting entrepreneurs, he has developed processes to deal with these times when uncertainty is high and confidence can be low. We just heard Alon challenging us. Do we know how to make good decisions when the system we have been relying on to inform these is in flux, is unstable, is no longer reliable? Let's listen to how he makes these decisions himself and where he chooses to focus.
0: So in the previous podcast, we spoke about creating a decision-making matrix. Let's be clear about what that is. That deals with the minutiae the smaller decisions, relatively speaking, that the entrepreneur needs to deal with on a daily basis. An opportunity presents today, boom, decision-making matrix. A threat appears today, do I go left or right? Decision-making matrix. But what this is, is about moving one step higher into a much higher plane, into a meta perspective, looking at the whole thing and seeing this as a big system and what's happening in the system so that the way that you're even treating the decision-making matrix relates to what's happening overall. The way to do that is to sit down and consider a short list of very big questions. Why a short list? Because that means that your focal area is quite tight. You're trying to only solve a few questions. Why big questions? Because it means that you're going to zoom out to a high meta perspective, looking down at the problem from a strategic viewpoint. And so that should, by definition, help you to think far further into the future. The paradox being big view, but tight focus. A small amount of big questions.
1: I don't know about you, but I can definitely admit to not being focused enough during times of upheaval and change. I certainly wasn't asking a small number of big questions like Alon has described here. Next I asked Alon what questions he might ask and this was his response.
0: So I don't think you need to be prescriptive on what those questions are. I think every industry, every business Might have a set of different big questions. However, my recommendation is that there are certain questions that you need to be asking that are common to most small businesses, big businesses alike. When there is seismic shift, system change, very often your markets get displaced and businesses live and die by the markets they serve. If your market is shifting, then certainly one question, one focal area should be around what's going to be happening to my market, my target market. So a question that I would ask always is, who is my current market? What defines them as such? Why are they buying from me? Will they still be buying from me? And who is my potential new market? that is moving toward me who I can serve right now based on my core competencies and my capabilities. So for me, one of the big questions to focus on is what's happening to your market. The related question to the market is looking at the market in totality, what needs are going to shift as a result of the system shock? Will they want less space? Will they want to reduce costs? Will they want more certainty? Will they want to look good to their employees? Will they need retrenchment products? Will they need new legal contracts? You've got to be looking at the corporate market and saying, how will their needs shift? And of course, how can I take advantage of that? What do I have in in terms of my core competencies that I can leverage in order to take advantage of that?
1: Businesses live and die by the markets they serve. Such an obvious and fundamental consideration, but how often are we being distracted by the everyday noise and requirements in our businesses? These everyday issues are important, yes, but are they going to save our businesses? Are they helping us to stay in touch with our markets and their potential changing desires and behaviours? This is what I'm hearing Alon asking us. Let's listen to where else he chooses to look.
0: A second area to focus on should be your supply chain. The question is how will this crisis, or this system shift, this system shock, how will it affect my supply? So we saw the impact of this on the computer industry for years after the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis. Massive demand for computers created massive demand for chips and that combined with the fact that many of the chip manufacturers actually cut their production based on the fact that they didn't have people sitting in factories at the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis during the heavy lockdown periods meant that this ripple effect lasted for years. If you rely on chips as an example, then this becomes a huge threat to your business. You can take the same thinking and apply it to small business you too have got suppliers they too will be impacted by COVID-19 or by a system shock that's just occurred but once again there's two sides to this coin in the computer chip example there is an undersupply, but there could be examples of oversupply of certain resources so for example the travel industry was decimated by COVID-19 many travel businesses imploded releasing all sorts of incredible talent into the market and with an oversupply of people in those industries you see organizations now picking and choosing from that resource that was released and of course the price point comes down for those resources because now there is an oversupply of those resources so The system shock creates an incredible oversupply, which means reduced cost, which is good for the small business. So the big question that I would focus on is what will happen to my supply chain? Positive and negative.
1: It's so easy to look at one supply chain and imagine shortfalls and undersupply. But this thinking is only half of the story. We've got to see the bigger picture, and this is why Alon is suggesting we ask big questions. Along with this, as was mentioned in a previous podcast, we can also use the technique of zooming out and zooming in to aid us. If you haven't heard that discussion, it's well worth the time. Speaking of time, this conversation is coming to a close, but there's one more vital piece of this puzzle that Alon shared.
0: So to the entrepreneur who's listening to this, my advice to you is to build a set of four or five questions, big questions, market, suppliers, and possibly three or four other components of your industry for you to focus on and try and understand how the system shock will impact those parts of the industry and how you can take advantage of the shifts or protect yourself from the threats that are derived from those shifts. So that's only part one, is getting to the questions and thinking through the answers. Part two is starting to decide what to execute as a result of the answers. And here we go back to the concept of the decision-making matrix in terms of looking at the threats and ranking them in terms of most probable and most impactful on your business and the opportunities, the most probable and the most impactful in a positive way on your business. This gives you a prioritization, and that means that you now need to transfer that into the business to execute. So you've got your priority list now and saying, we're gonna focus on one, two, and three in terms of opportunities, and one, two, three in terms of threats. Now I think what's very important for entrepreneurs to understand is that just like in a war environment, it's very likely there will be lots and lots of casualties. In other words, you won't be able to save everything. But what you have to understand is that you have to save the important stuff. You have to take advantage of the important stuff. And so you cannot be distracted by the small losses and the small gains that might happen ancillary to the main strategy right now, which is to focus on the top three opportunities and the top three threats. For if you are diverted distracted by what's going on on the periphery you will, will not provide sufficient focus and impetus behind driving the strategy around the top three threats and opportunities and I see this so often with small businesses as they they start off like going in one direction and all of a sudden they're distracted by what seems to be thousands of little explosions that are happening on their periphery And almost like somebody who's fascinated by a car crash sitting and looking at them and then forgetting, you know, that they're still driving and driving straight into the car in front of them. Don't do that. Focus on the top three threats the top three opportunities.
1: As always, I really enjoyed this discussion. If you have two, head over to raisecorp.com where you will find similar resources aimed at helping you expedite the growth of your business. In addition to this, follow RaceCorp on your favorite social media platforms where you'll find updates on when the next podcast is released. My name is Gareth Armstrong and I'll see you in the next episode.